This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of American Real. It is October 30th, 2022. It is now uh, the the sixth year. We're entering the sixth year of American Real. Started back in 2017. And today I'm recording my very first solo episode. So it actually took five years for me to get the courage to be able to do this. And I think it's reflective of life itself. So we have a desire to do things. We go into things sometimes uh, with a lot of unknowns, and that's what happened with American Real. I had the the desire to put out a podcast. I had the desire to share people's stories. And here we are going into year six, five years later, and I'm recording the first solo episode. So today's a special day. It's uh, the last day that um, in my 52nd year, I'll be 53 tomorrow, and just ready to break out and start to share more about the things that I try to do on a daily basis. We will still continue to share people's stories because that's what I do, but we're going to go a bit deeper. So you could call this a new beginning, a new beginning for American Real. I took some time off. It was not intended, but life does happen. So I recorded over 200 episodes. We went really strong out of the gate. Michael Leonard helped me tremendously producing our episodes on the back end, especially the video. We, you know, we would have six cameras set up. We would go on location, whether it was New York or Philadelphia or Florida or L.A., And I had the opportunity to record so many podcast episodes on location. And it gave me a real appreciation for the human touch and the difference between interviewing someone in person versus over Zoom, which I've been doing for the past, uh, whatever it is, two and a half years, too long. So we're ready to get back to some in-person episodes, but I'm going to be very selective because my time um, is not as flexible as it was, say, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. And I'm going to try to do a little bit more of this where we're talking on important topics, important topics facing the world, important topics that are current events. We're going to talk even about technology and the way that is changing in our world. We're going to talk about book writing and book publishing, which is a big part of my life. And we're going to talk about how to manifest, how to really go deep with yourself so that you can accomplish anything 
that you desire. It is so possible. We all have the will inside of us, again, if we have that desire. So I wanted to go back and look at some episodes and just talk about some of the people that were on the show and the impact that they had on my life. And I'm just going to go through here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the YouTube channel. Anthony Brunelli, my first episode, my very good friend, he and his brother John were actually heavily responsible for bringing American Real to life. I've told the story before, but I'll keep it short. We were trying to think of an idea, um, the three of us, as well as several other people from our community, on bringing some goodness to the world. And we tossed out a bunch of different ideas. And, and someone said, what about a podcast? And that just resonated with me because at the time, John Bernelli had turned Tony and I onto London Real, Brian Rose. And I just had the feeling, wow, I would love to do something similar, something similar to Brian Rose. And as the world has things, you know, as the universe sets things up for us, um, lo and behold, I don't know, it was maybe two, three, four weeks later, because I was on Brian's mailing list, I received an email saying that he was going to start a course on how to become a podcaster. And I jumped all, you know, I jumped in, uh, went all in, I should say, and took that eight-week course. It was intense. Uh, I learned so much, not only about podcasting, but about myself and how to face resistance and how to overcome resistance because we all face it. But I believe for most of my life up until that point, um, I wasn't as strong as I am today to be able, be able to overcome resistance. I didn't dig real deep to be able to get through it and come out successful on the other side. So Anthony Brunelli was the first episode back in 2017. It's really great if you want to go back and listen to it. We called it The Art of Real. He is a photorealist, a painter, an artist, and sells his work all over the world. He's commissioned by um, collectors, art collectors. And he has been able to not only earn a living, but thrive in his career over the past 25 years or more. So that was our first episode. And I'm not going to go through all these, but there's just some just amazing people as I look. Uh, Edmund Cotton, uh, we talked about meditation and the importance of breathing. And I guess what, what I want to talk about today is each one of these people that I've had the opportunity to interview has touched me in some way. Um, Edmund's breathing methods that he taught back in 2017 still resonate with me today. And I try to keep what he said alive inside of me and just take a little piece of him with me. Uh, another great episode. And as I look here, uh, Kevin Hines episode we call Be Here Tomorrow. Kevin jumped off 
the Golden Gate Bridge and survived, obviously. He told that story. He happened to be in town at Binghamton University giving a talk to college students back in 2017. We knew he was coming in town. We reached out and made it happen and interviewed him. Uh, it was about a 55-minute episode. I encourage you to go back and listen to that too. Al Downing, ace. Al Downing is part of the Black Aces and was in town for a golf tournament. Al Downing threw the pitch against Hank Aaron, where Hank Aaron broke the home run record. So he told that story and he talked about what it was like growing up an African-American and going through the ranks and getting to the major leagues. Just a, a powerful, powerful story. Rick Yerish, a true American hero. Rick was in Iraq and his tanker that he was in went over a roadside bomb and one of his comrades did not survive. He survived, um, but his story is just unbelievable. He lost a leg. He lost most of his um, facial features, if you will, his ears, his nose. They had to reconstruct his lips, um, his hands. Just an incredible story. And again, these interviews just touch you so much and, and make you appreciate people like Rick who sacrifice themselves, their lives for our freedom. Let's see who else, Brian Rose. So I mentioned earlier that I took this course that Brian Rose was offering through London Real. And it was, um, I think it was like the last, the last class or second to the last class, he made an announcement that he was going to select someone to interview him in London. And we we're all waiting for the announcement. And he called my name. And I was so honored to be able to make the trip to London to interview Brian. Now, when I got there, it was pretty amazing, just the whole setup. Uh, first of all, it was the last episode that he recorded in his first studio, which was actually his home studio. He turned his studio apartment into, into London Real, into the studio itself. So that was special to be able to record the last episode there. But when I talked to him, you know, before we started, I asked him how much time we had because I wanted to be respectful. It was also our graduation weekend. So people flew in from all over the world to listen to Brian talk, to get together, to celebrate. And, um, and it was wonderful. Got to, you know, go to Buckingham Palace and see the sights around London. Just a great experience. The only thing I wish is my family was with me at the time because they still have not been to London. So we'll have to do that at some point. But I asked Brian, I said, you know, how much time do we have? He said, you know, we'll, we'll go about an hour. I said, okay. I said, um, man, I was hoping to go at least two hours because I have so much that I want to ask you. And he said, you know what? Just, just let it flow. Go as long as you need to go. 
and and we did and four hours and whatever it was 17 minutes later we finished it was the longest episode that he had ever recorded on london reel and uh, i just had no idea that it was four hours so um if you want to see the highlights of that you can go on to our youtube page and, and check it out Oh, then some wonderful people, Albert Nacholino, who's a great family friend. He is in the entertainment space. He brings Broadway shows to upstate New York. He also is he's a producer for many of the Broadway shows in New York. And then while I was in London, I had the opportunity to interview several people, one being Ben Johnson, who is a tremendous artist of his own right. Anthony Brunelli introduced me to Ben went to his studio and was able to interview him while in London. Um, David Schumann, a local Binghamton guy who moved away, his grandfather was part of uh, the original IBM who hired Tom Watson. Amazing history. Interviewed some young people like Nick Sorrenti and Ariel Hendricks to get their perspective. So uh, went all over the board with age and didn't matter, right? The the theme of American Reels, everyone has a story. Another powerful episode, Mike Pride spent time in prison, um, dedicates his life to helping the homeless and giving people coats and blankets in the wintertime, especially in the New York City area. That was powerful. I interviewed some of my very best friends, like Freddie Seymour, who works for Major League Baseball and um, started a project to help especially young ball players in the minor leagues try to get off of uh, tobacco products and he's still doing that today um, matt rogalski another friend of mine who was a doctor talked about diabetes and his work as a surgeon and the importance of taking care of yourself as I go through here, Sammy Davis, just an amazing episode. That was our, one of our most popular episodes because, you know, a lot of these people I interviewed, almost all of them, they're real people. And, you know, my job as the person interview them is really to try to get them comfortable to speak as if they would, as if, you know, we were having a conversation in their living room, you know, sitting on the couch. And that's what Sammy did. Just such a great episode. So please try to tune into some of these. King Rice, my very good friend who I grew up with. He's a head coach at Monmouth University, head basketball coach. He told me stories that I didn't know, stories about his father and how he pushed him so hard. And King ended up going to play for Dean Smith at the University of North Carolina. Another powerful episode. I interviewed my father on Father's Day. That was great, being able to sit down with him and talk to him about his life. And he has an amazing story where he is an identical twin. He and his brother were separated at birth, and they grew up separately, of course, uh, both adopted. And when my father was 25 years old, he went into a restaurant with his friends, and the busboy in the restaurant thought he was my uncle and my father and uncle ended up reuniting after 25 years. So uh, to be able to interview a parent 
um, was very special. As I go through here, oh, the Asian Iceman, Alan Thong, I forgot about that. Uh, another great episode. He talks about the importance of getting in tune with your body by by getting in the cold, and he goes into you know frigid waters to be able to do that. Uh, Howard Ginsburg talked about his family's uh, escape from the Holocaust. Uh, Father Mike, who is a missionary in Sudan, South Sudan, I believe it is, talks about what it's like over there serving as a missionary. Incredible, incredible episode. Oh, I can't get to all of these, but just some amazing people. David Nagel was one of my uh, mentors. I interviewed him in his studio in um, North Carolina. He has a very amazing podcast called the Successful Mind Podcast. Jeffrey Gittimer, one of my writing heroes who wrote The Little Red Book of Selling, got to interview him on and on and on. And it's just, as I said, each one of these people, as I scroll through, there's so many memories. They touched you know my life in such a profound way over the past five years. Penelope Shihab, who talked about what it was like growing up in the Middle East as a woman and being a leader. Um, Peter Sage interviewed him in Florida. Peter's amazing. Ed Milet invited my son and I to his home in Laguna Beach, California to interview him. It's one of my very favorite episodes with Ed. Trace Gallagher, good friend of mine, uh, Glenn Allenek, introduced me to Trace. He talked about the importance of being a uh, you know, journalist that is neutral and how most journalists today are, are not journalists, but they're advocates for a political party. Uh, how important that episode was, maybe ahead of its time. Steve Sims, oh my gosh, there's just so many people here. Uh, Guy Kawasaki, Evan Carmichael, I had the opportunity to interview him twice. Colin Cowherd, who's now the top um, sports analyst of our day on, on FX Sports. That was a great episode in LA in his studio. People opened up their studios, their homes to us. Uh, we're only maybe not even a quarter of the way through. So as I scroll here, I'll just name a couple of others. Uh, Joe Yanazi, a local, a local family friend. Uh, Joe went through some tremendous struggles with, with drug addiction and, and spending, you know, a good portion of his adult life in prison in and out. And uh, another powerful episode, um, helping people. And helping parents understand the, the signs to look for when their children might be uh, using drugs. Another powerful episode. Now we're getting into the COVID era. As I see, most of these are, are Zoom. Grant Cardone, who I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, had the opportunity to interview Grant. Jordan Harbinger, who's a wonderful podcaster, interviewed him. You know, I... Try to figure out over over the course of these five years how to monetize a podcast. And it's funny because when I first started the podcast, a lot of the people that 
I talk to friends, family, you know, colleagues, whatnot. Their first question is typically, how do you make, how do you make money on a podcast? Well, you don't. I mean, if you do a podcast just on its own, unless you're someone famous and have, you know, a huge audience, you don't make money, but that's not the reason I did it. So it was, you know, it was interesting just to see over this five years, how I was able to figure out how to monetize the podcast. Cause that's again, something that Brian Rose, uh, teaches you is, you know, one thing you have to have a good podcast, but then what can you do to monetize it? And that may not be important to everyone. It really was not important to me in the beginning, especially the first few years. But after a while, you know, I started thinking about, okay, how, how do I do this? And it was right in front of me the whole time. The way to monetize my podcast was right in front of me. I just didn't know it. So the first thing is, the tagline of American Real, as I mentioned, is everyone has a story. I'm a writer. I love helping people write. I've always encouraged people to write, but I love writing myself. And when you're writing, it's it's storytelling. So you're able to get out your own story through writing, and especially through writing a book. So back in, I don't know when it was, 2005, I published my first book, which was called Faces, Faces of the Southern Tier. And it was a way to celebrate our daughter, Alexis, who was born with a pretty severe tumor on her eye called a hemangioma. And she underwent seven surgeries before she was the age of two. So that whole experience of, you know, having your child undergo surgery um, especially a you know small form of reconstruction surgery was very heart wrenching. It was very hard, especially on my wife, um, and but both of us at the time. And I wanted to do something to celebrate her, so I wrote a two series, a two part series called Faces of the Southern Tier, and I selected fifty people each year, took a picture of them, and wrote a short story about them. Uh, after doing an interview. So it was very much like American Realist today. Um, that was my introduction into writing. <clears throat> then in 2010, I published my first book with Entrepreneur Press, which is um, a subsidiary of Entrepreneur Magazine. And uh, it was called The Power of Loyalty. That really helped my career. So I knew what writing could do for me. And again, I would encourage people to write. And then um, when COVID hit, like all of us, I had a lot more time on my hands to think and ponder. And I started helping people more systematically um, write their book. So since that time, early 2020, maybe even late 2019, early 2020, I've now helped dozens and dozens of people write their first book. Um, when I say help, I'm basically a writing coach. So I get on a call with them, a Zoom call, and I help them organize their thoughts in the very beginning. I help them through what I call a mind map session, where they're basically giving a brain dump of all their ideas. 
And then we start to organize that in the form of chapters and bullet points underneath that chapter. So they have a very clear vision about what the book will be start to finish. So that business has since expanded and uh, I'm doing it part-time. So I, I, you know, people ask me what I do, right? I, I, I do maintain a full-time job because I love it. I'm in the technology space and I also have, you could call it whatever you want, a side job, a part-time job, but um, side hustle where I help people write their books. Now, the key is the thing that I had to learn is how to empower others to help me because I can't do everything. So just to give you an example, my first entree into hiring someone, um, you know, full-time was a VA. I have a VA that helps me with my social media full-time. She's out of the Philippines. Then I had to find a book editor because I'm not an editor. I'm not professionally trained to edit. I could help people write, but I cannot help them edit. So I hired an editor and then we hired a second editor. And then I hired a design team to help lay out the books and do the book covers. So it's, but it takes time, right? Um, and then the, the biggest piece of this from a, from a business standpoint was I have someone who helps me with the ads. So attracting people through Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot to be able to connect with me to see if I could help them write their book. And then there's several people that have already written their book that we simply publish their book. We are also a book publisher. So American Real is now American Real Podcast, but we also have American Real Publishing Company. And we go under the mark of AR Press, AR Press, American Real Press. As you can see, helping people with their books is very much like a podcast. We're sharing stories. So that's how I was able to monetize, but it took a good like four to five years. Uh, right now, as I mentioned, we're in the end of October, 2022. Um, it's just starting to gel. I've invested lots, lots of time, lots of dollars, lots of sacrifice to be able to get here. So when you build a business, and even if it's a side business, it's just, uh, you know, you appreciate everything that goes into it. And you hear these success stories. And, and when you taste a small piece of that, it's gratifying to be able to know actually what it took. And I attribute all of this to, to the American Real Podcast. That's what got me going. That's what got me started. Now, also in this time of this five years, I wrote a couple of books myself. So my latest book, which came out, I don't know, maybe in 2021, it's called Build the Best You. Um, Build the Best You. It's basically... Um, I call it a practical self-help guide to transform yourself in 44 days. So what it is, is basically a passage each day about a different topic and, and then an action item to, to take away. So this one happens to be your purpose. 
and I have these different principles. I'll just read an ex excerpt here for you. Principle 21, your purpose. What is your purpose? Is it not crystal clear? For some it is, yet for others, it is a struggle, or it may be ever-changing. If you know your purpose, keep after it. If you don't, turn inward to your passion. What excites you more than anything? What desire gets you out of bed in the morning? What is it that brings your emotions to their highest? What lights the fire you want to feel burning from within? Once you have a true hold on your passion, it will guide you directly to your purpose. And I'll read a little bit of the action so you can see the difference between the principle and the action. So the action for your purpose is this. What would happen if your local radio station played the music and commercials inside the studio, but didn't click the button to broadcast it out on the airwaves to their particular frequency? The music and commercials would be heard only inside the studio. The same premise is relevant to your purpose. Not only do you need to synchronize your music selection and commercials, but you need to broadcast it through your frequency. If it is out of alignment, no one will be able to tune into you. It doesn't matter what stage you've reached of your life that you're in. You can change at any point in time. You could set the rules for finding and living your purpose. Drop out of the stereotypical rules. This is your life, your passion, and your purpose. Shift your focus from what you want to be to who you want to be. And don't just follow your passion. Today, begin to invest in it. Learn, study, practice, and perfect your passion, and it will guide you directly to your purpose. So as I was reading that, one of the things that, that I didn't say, and I, I, you know, if I was writing it over today, I, I probably would, is that like the example of the radio station, don't keep your purpose inside your head. Um, bring it out to the world. Because that's one of the things I found is that if we keep things to ourselves, they cannot manifest. It's great to think about it, right? It's great to live it, to think about it to feel it inside, but you also have to express it. And don't be afraid to express it. As I talked about in several of the podcast episodes, it's okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to be vulnerable. Many of us grew up, you know, we felt vulnerability was not a good thing. To me, vulnerability is a great thing. It's okay to let your guard down. I'm not saying don't stay confident, but you know, get out of your comfort zone, talk about things that may be uncomfortable, bring them out, even through your social media, right? Not, not to get political, you don't have to get political, but it's something I do on LinkedIn all the time is just put up a post and, and talk about something that people aren't discussing every day. So look, I've gone on here for a while and I'm, I'm happy that this first solo episode is recorded, did not have a plan, did not have anything written down. I knew I just wanted to speak from the heart this morning. So I hope you enjoyed it. How do you stay in touch? You could go to AmericanReal.tv. 
We are actually revamping our website. That's another thing is to continue to invest and reinvest in your website and keep things current. But you'll go there. You'll see some highlights of our podcast. There's there's a page there about our publishing, AmericanReal.tv. You could always reach out to me. I'm accessible. You have to be selective, but you also have to be accessible to people. So reach out to me. You could reach me at Roger at AmericanReal.tv. And um, you could also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. So I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. There'll be more to come. And I hope you have a wonderful November. Take care.